Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 445. We're almost to 450. What are we going to do? We can uh, talk about that later. Not on, not while we're recording. I mean, to be honest, I really wasn't <laughs> even thinking about that, but now, now you have my spider sense tingling, my Peter sense. Oh. My Peter tingle. Oh. I feel uncomfortable now. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> we didn't have... We didn't really have much it's news. kind of a boring podcast this week, really. I mean, yeah, because I only briefly talked about some things that... I mean, all the books that we talked about definitely should read, and we mm-hmm. didn't really give a lot away. No. Maybe did a little bit more Berserker than did, but even then yeah. I'm still intrigued enough to read. It wasn't more... It wasn't about the story. It was just more about the graphic nature of the book. Yeah. And uh, we also found out some things about us, so... You'll just have to listen to find out. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 445. You're right. For once. <laughs> I'm right all the time, goddammit. <laughs> took out you admitting that you abused me. <laughs> Why would I admit that on microphone? <laughs> oh, the things that you've admitted that I have recorded for no purpose whatsoever. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to run for president. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe. I've, I mean, I've honestly thought about that like truly honestly and like all the skeletons in your closet that would yeah, come well, out like i think like i don't have like that much you know right uh you know i there's a couple things that i did stupidly but nothing that like i feel i mean i've yeah. seen some people that have been president so i mean <laughs> i i don't know yeah. what would disqualify but i do think though the what do they call it the oppo the like opposition research and oh, stuff yeah. that you do see some of these people fine for certain candidates you're like damn like why did Deep you try dives. to run i think i would be good enough yeah or at least i wouldn't you know i'd probably fail just because of who i am <laughs> I, it's I funny though do. because whoever was doing doing opposition research on you would have to listen to all 400 and 32 oh, Drunk on Comic <laughs> Podcasts. Maybe I should run. <laughs> get new listeners right? every day. Get them hooked. <laughs> well, uh, I wanted to say we're not going to have WandaVision talk again. However, did you, if you didn't, I'm just going to talk about it. Did okay. you watch the making of? No. Oh my God, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, hands down... People should just watch that. It, I mean, it, it doesn't give anything new away. It'd be weird if it did. Yeah, I right? mean, there's no, no yeah. extra anything. But they really kind of delve into some of the story elements that they pulled from. But, like, I love the part of the, um, I want to say they're brother and sister. They could have just been a married couple. Um, but the the people that did the music for it and came up with the jingles in the beginning and everything and how much fun they seem to have mm-hmm. creating just the different versions and just the, the, everything the pitch of like how they're like we want to do this and they're like okay and then um that they did everything no actually not everything practical but like for the sets like when they had the the first in like the 50s and then the 60s mm-hmm. like they used not updated Equipment. They try to use what they could to really shoot those type of huh. um, scenes. Um, obviously, when she's doing like you know the bewitch, like making the the dinner in the first one, right? And stuff was floating. It looked kind of cheesy, like they're on wires because that's what they did. Right. But seeing it with them setting it up and everything, like, really shows you the sense of like how you could do it in the past like that or they showed a scene of like changing outfits and how um elizabeth olsen had to like stay still 
Yes, yeah. Lizzie. And <laughs> it just it was really, really, really cool. And yeah. then I also found out that <clears throat> for a majority of it, um, Vision, like, Paul wasn't, like, had uh, the suit on, like, mm-hmm. how practical effects would be. Like, it was a lot of it was just CGI'd over seamless yeah so i mean even though in the past um they were saying how to they show kind of his red hue in the black and white actually painting him purple makes it hue and that is something i kind of learned from uh was it the monsters and when they used to do black and white things of how you can make different things show up in Mm -hmm. black and white but really like i guess if you like cinema and all that yeah it's really cool so i looked up the couple that they are a couple okay. that did the music, because I wondered if it was them, um, Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Um, they're the couple. They actually did the music for Frozen. So they're, and I think he worked on um, what's that funny puppet musical? Oh, uh, Avenue Q. Yeah, he worked on that. So he's got. They've got some cred behind him. Um, and they seem hilarious. So that's cool. Like I said, there's there's a lot of other just small Easter eggs throughout that they kind of hint at of like yeah. what they're trying to go with and definitely worth it's you know an hour. It's actually to find it, it's you ain't find it under WandaVision, it's uh, called Assembled. Okay. So Disney Plus it's called Assembled and this is the first of it. However Assembled is going to be the documentary behind the scenes for probably all of these shows, mm-hmm. so obviously after the next ones, they'll be underassembled and they'll have their own little episode for it. But definitely gave me a little bit more to, you know, still stay in this universe. Yeah. Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts this week, so you didn't have to wait too long. Oh, it starts this week already? Mm-hmm. This Friday. Fuck yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yep, it was supposed to be two weeks after one division finale, and It'll be two weeks this Friday. So not to take away from nerdy comic book stuff, but it's another sh- movie that I recently just watched. It came out last week, Coming to America. So, <laughs> two? Yeah, two. Yeah, I watched that too. I thought it was good, yeah. especially because I had just recently rewatched the original uh, like two or three weeks ago preparing to... Mm-hmm. I think it could have actually, if they put it in theaters... With the nostalgia, they did a lot of throwback jokes and everything. Yep. I think it could have made decent money for a comedy. I was quite surprised that they didn't actually hold off on it, but I'm glad they didn't so I could watch it. Right. Really, hands down, like, for what it... was it, better than I had expected Yes, that's the thing, me. yeah. Yeah. And I really, yeah. I, I'll say this, too. I enjoy when I can't understand what the movie's about from the trailer. Like, when I get surprised surprise for anything and marvel does a really good job at that of course most other studios don't do that i had thought i had it all figured out that the whole movie was going to be um eddie murphy's not had the kid but um arsenio hall's character had the kid in america and the whole thing was them looking for the kid Mm -hmm. while being back in queens and that was gonna be the whole movie that's not the whole movie and that is not truthful at all of what i just thought it was <laughs> which was like i said again surprising so i yeah. didn't know what was going on so uh yeah i just want to say people watch that yeah it, it, it gives you a real strong like it is a hundred percent within the the feel of the original movie so like if you were to watch it without the previous movie attached to it it would not be it would not be good yeah right i mean well, it, for today's standards in comedy i feel like there, my roommate was telling me how he had heard tons of people just dissing it, yeah, and saying that it just was a crappy movie. And we both came out of it being like, "That was great." So we we really wonder if the demographics of people that actually rewatched it recently mm-hmm. just got all those small little yeah. nuances that they really threw back in there from the original or not. Yeah, yeah, made it. I don't know, but. Uh, I guess before getting into comic books then reviews, we should probably talk about the the next big release on home video coming up this weekend. 
Mm, are you talking Snyder about? Cut. Yeah, that's Thursday, yep. right? Yeah, four hours. Hope you got four hours set aside so, of your life. I do now, I guess. <laughs> I was again. I was not planning on rewatching this at all uh, because I felt there's no need. However, one of the first things that uh, some buddies of mine that I haven't seen in forever. That we've all been really safe and everything. We're going to a friend's backyard, and he's going to put it on a projector. We're going to yeah. kind of have a. You'll um, be fully vaccinated buddy by guys. then. Yes, and then, I mean, I will be safe. We're still going to wear masks and everything too, but it'll be great. We're hoping that the weather is still kind of warm, even though it's kind of up and down. But because this is happening, it's going to be like one of the first times seeing some friends right. in over a year. I'm really looking forward to that. Which is making me have to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> Not looking forward to that. And critics that have already seen this new cut have been kind of both sides of the... Really? Uh, yes. People are saying that... Not just all shit? Well, the, like I saw a couple of reviews saying how it's it's really more dark and gritty and he took out the, the lame jokes. Which I do remember in... The original cut, it did feel like they were trying to be Marvel, mm-hmm. but just couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I will, I will look at it through, you know, not judginess of if they can, if they're going for a whole tone. I may say, okay, you can get that. I'm still gonna hate it, but I get what you're doing because the first one was just jumbled of. It was kind of dark, but then kind of humorous. Marvel. Yeah, I've blocked the entire film out of my memory. I can't remember a single thing about that movie. <laughs> but then it's four hours, and so that's where it's, you know other people are saying there's a lot of exposition to pretty much explain each of these characters that they could be their own movies, mm-hmm. and it feels like it after four hours. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I will fully come with a review next week. On how I felt afterwards, but yeah, I don't, I can't guarantee anything that I'll watch it or anything because I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I want. That's how I want to spend four hours of my time. Well, maybe if you don't remember the the original, maybe for Thanksgiving next year we'll watch the original and then. Oh, I feel cut. that's a punishment for some reason. Um, <laughs> That'd be like seven Listen, hours. I have excellent memory, and if I can't remember watching any part of the Justice League, then that means it was traumatic to my brain. So I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to, like, redo that damage. <laughs> so maybe one of them for Thanksgiving. Not both, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we're probably going to have worse things come out this year. We know yeah, there are. There are. They're gonna kinda, this is going to be the dump year. <laughs> 2021, the dump year. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, great. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to quick get into a couple of my books. Okay. Um, but only briefly, uh, Deadpool Nerdy 30, number one. I saw that well, one come out, and I, I just I couldn't bring myself to read another Deadpool 400-page event or whatever it was. <laughs> it's, his, it's his 30th birthday. I know, but he also had like his 100th issue or something that and then his like wi- wi- his wedding ago. before that and like he's always got these giant sized issues coming out yeah so <laughs> <laughs> was it at least good yeah so it had uh one two three four five six like ten different stories yeah. maybe eight stories um it's a commitment but again i like i like anything because it, it was like 40 50 pages worth of stories so the short shortness of them i think really helps especially with deadpool and i'm kind of sad because i haven't been reading a lot of deadpool lately so of course this being a special issue i guess i don't need to know what's kind of mainly going on with him because this is going to kind of hit all the different notes and then some and so the two stories i want to talk about actually are the first two that i kind of thought were great and the first one mainly because it was like a spider-verse there was like multiple deadpools that were fighting he even at the in the last scene is wearing a spider-man outfit and you know there's a robot looking mech deadpool and just i love love and they're fighting a joker 
robot head. Like, this is DC's Joker. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that is not DC Joker. Well, it's Jared Leto Joker, I should say. Okay. They called it the the Ovo Matrix, which I didn't quite get. But then the whole story, you know how titles for comic books sometimes make sense? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're just whatever, like our titles. Yes. This was called the Immaculate Misconception. Okay. So... Um, so the is, Ovuverse is like the the Ovum Matrix. Ovum well, Matrix. Yes. And also, and we all know what an ovum is, right? Yes. Okay. So that's what it is. <laughs> so that was the first one, and then the next one was uh, Baby's first cable. So this is a baby Deadpool, where cable comes, you know, so he's human and everything, but in his outfit, and. A cable comes through the time warp with a giant fucking gun, and then another one comes through with a smaller gun, but then one comes through with an even bigger... It just is all these cables showing up from different timelines to come save this baby Deadpool, and Aww. it was a cute little thing. So, all in all... Uh, is it a Scotty Young? Well, he's the writer. He didn't draw it, but yeah. Which is weird. weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, it does look. Let's see who actually wrote this one. And, huh. oh, Scotty Young wrote it. Art is Aaron Conley. Interesting. So, yeah. there And there's a whole uh, bunch of people who have ever worked on Deadpool did this. You know, Liefeld drew one of them as well. And, you know, they're all in there. So, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, another fun one was Nonstop Spider-Man. I looked at this one too. And I I haven't... Oh, I used to love Spider-Man. And I read a ton of it. Especially when he became successful businessman. And that was kind of when I dropped off a bit. When and he took over the Stark Corporation? Is that what he did? No, he pretty much created his own... Okay. Um, God, what did he call it? The, uh, Parker, Parker Industries. And he was pretty much... yeah. Like Tony Stark mm -hmm. for a good while there, being the inventor of the Marvel Universe, until some things hit the fan. And this was with uh, Doc Ock um, and other things going on in the in the background. Then he lost it all. And now he's just back to being Spider-Man. Now this Spider-Man Two, uh, it starts off with him just running through. So I don't even know where they're setting this story up because you can have a whole new series set with him back in high school if you mm -hmm. really wanted because right yeah. now at least they've established that he's an adult and passed pretty much right. college for the most part that sliding scale of marvel wherever they're doing with whatever and <laughs> me words good oh man i'm gonna have to rewind that and listen to that a couple times <laughs> to figure that out yeah no that won't work uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, really when I started watching or reading this, I started thinking like, oh, man, they are really making this feel nonstop and him just zipping through the pages. It was weird. Like I've never had a comic book where I felt like that rush yeah. while reading it. So amen to the the pacing and the writing and everything except for there were uh, a couple spots where it slowed down to kind of give some um not backstory but exposition yes like two hours ago or you know 10 minutes ago and then it gets back to the crashing and running through huh. and actually he he crashes into a lot of shit and breaks <laughs> a lot of stuff making shit fly all over so i don't want to give too much away about that but then what we end up uh, getting is a mystery at the end, and then a secondary story. Um, so this first one was like um, 15 pages or so, and then the secondary story was like five, okay. um, with Baron Zemo in it. And this is supposed to, in between both of them, um, the pretty much uh, the spider team was kind of explaining what this book is about and how they're trying to make it feel like it's uh, um, speed the movie oh or, you know just sure. feeling that type of of a rush and and actually after reading that i was like oh i feel like it was kind of like crank a bit but mm. no one's blowing up 
Right. Yeah, so um, they were saying how this secondary story kind of establishes the bad guy without establishing it. Um, I'm, you know, I have some hints, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see where and what's going on with with all this. But I got to say, just for that alone is kind of why I want to just bring this up is it's fast paced. Yeah. And literally is a weird feeling to read a, a comic book like that. Um, I'm sure that I've read maybe something where I felt a little bit like that, but I was reading through the pages really quickly. Right. Um, lastly, I want to talk about Children of Adam number one. It's another X book. Yep. So we had this is Children of Adam. Of well, children of, of, the, of Adam. the Adam, yeah. and we already had a Children of the Adam, right? Yes. Yeah, so. so this is just the title of this book. I yeah. mean, Children of the Adam was a. I mean, if, they've probably said they've event. said it before. Yeah. It was an event, but that's what Magneto has called pretty much ever like mutants, right? And but these are actually children of. Well, these other are mutants. These are new mutants? new mutants, okay. but they're not. New Mutants, even though the writer of this has written New Mutants, so they're new, new. Yes, okay, and 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 that's kind of where it starts off with um, are these you know bad guys and these mutants show up to save the day, and you get Cherub, Marvel guy, Cyclops, Lass, Gimmick, and Daycrawler, so. The two mainly that talk about Cyclops lasts pretty much laser beam Cyclops, mm-hmm. and Daycrawler is pretty much looks like Nightcrawler and can bamf, but it's got it like a a helmet on his head, like okay. So who these characters are? They are mutants. They're trying to be their own team, and this is kind of where I like. Pretty much it's them creating some new characters to explore the whole world besides taking the same characters that have been on Krakoa as is. So by the end of it, they kind of find out that, you know, where Gate is at and they head out, embark on, you know. So are these mutants who are forming a team at the direction of? It starts off with them just kind of doing it themselves. Okay. And then... So. Isn't it funny how no matter what team a mutant ends up on, they all have code names? Yeah, well, it, <laughs> that's another thing I was thinking of when I was reading this was, what would my code name be? Because I feel like, really... It really depends on your power, right? Yeah, but you don't need to have it depend on your power. No, and I do like, because they have joked about that in some of the other X books about code names and la- kids laughing at it and this mm-hmm. and that. Um I can't even remember which book it is, but one of them they've been doing. Um, I know it's not. I want to almost say it is New Mutants, but it might be X Factor. Where I was reading it in, where kids are getting grouped together and training on the island and doing that uh, really cool thing of enhancing each other's power sets. Oh, okay, yep. And, you know, and, and using that to the advantage. And so just seeing that on the pages and just some panels is really, really cool. And, you know, these are different people that I don't know who they are. But, again, they could have, what's his name? Goop, or no, not Goop, Dupe. Oh. They could make a comic book of Dupe and I'd still love it because he's a mutant. Like, Yeah, they do, they had a... Yeah. Dupe comic book. Yeah. And I read it and I actually enjoyed it. They actually had him show up in the background of a couple pictures randomly. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, this is again, obviously, I was going to read it because it's right. this world of X Men and nothing can be wrong in these pages. It's all they'll, perfect. They'll get there. Don't worry. I think so. I think yeah. at that point, Hickman will end it and people will be like, I can't read. X-Men again. Yeah. Probably. Well, me, me, I don't know. It always, it tends to happen. You're just saying that because you're not reading it as much. No. But you enjoy it. I do. I do enjoy it. I just know that all X-Men times come to an end. 
<laughs> That's it. The That's end. That's it. They just do. He'll, you know, he'll get tired of doing it, and they'll switch it, and it'll be not as good. I don't know if we brought it up last week, and before you get into yours, <clears throat> I just want to ask, do you feel like uh, Scarlet Witch could take Jean Grey? Um, A.K.A. Phoenix? Yeah, I do. Even the Phoenix Force? She can manipulate the world around her, so she could 100% do that. But the Phoenix Force is a force. It is yeah, but she fundamental could... to the universe. If So if she if she said no more mutants, and Jean, Jean Grey just happened not to be around when House of M happened, right? But if she said no more mutants and Jean Grey lost her mutant powers, if she had done that before there was a phoenix, then there would be no f- attraction for the phoenix to Jean Grey. It just never would have happened. She can change all of time with her powers. Yeah, but so can the phoenix force. She destroys and then maybe creates if she if she wants to. I mean, they're both chaos. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's true. So, oh, what if it? <laughs> she is a redhead. It would be a hell of a battle, but I do think if she's in her full power, <sighs> Scarlet Witch probably could take her out. That's sad she, for you to say. She, I mean, I know I love Jean, and I, I think young Jean really was was coming into a, a much greater power before they kill. I think they did they kill her off. I think so. I think they killed off young Jean Grey. They, but the young youngins? Yeah, they corrected that timeline. No, they all got sent back yeah. and somehow magically... But Jean doesn't have those powers that young Jean Grey had, those newer powers oh, that Oh, yeah, all, all the... Like, yeah. they... Don't get me started. That was a dumb thing. <laughs> Hickman wasn't involved. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, I mean... It, I'd have to really think about it, I think. Well, I was on your side and was saying Phoenix, but you're going to go yeah. against the grain. But it's not the it's not it's the combination of the Phoenix and the Jean Grey. I think that is the ultimate power, and Scarlet Witch could just separate them. I think. I don't. Know, I feel like the Phoenix would then be like like shielding, like magic voodoo powers towards you, and then the Phoenix would just like sprout the wings behind Jean and like protect the blast. I don't know. I've never seen that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> in the past so who knows well, I, I just know. say that because everyone's been talking now that and and you could say in mcu fine because sure there is no phoenix force within right. the mcu and sure saying scarlet witch is the most powerful of all but then people are like could beat up thanos i feel like we did talk about this but i don't feel like we did maybe i was just talking to many other nerdy people yeah. but like again could she beat Thanos? Yes, anyone could almost beat Thanos. Now, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, well, then you're pretty hard. much the... That is the ultimate of all mm-hmm. things. Right. And, yeah. yeah. It's whatever the writer wants, really. Yeah. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. But I think if you were to take Scarlet Witch at her most powerful and Jean Grey at her most powerful, I think Scarlet Witch edges her out a little bit. I feel like I'll have a fun game of each week putting a new person up. <laughs> Who do you think would win, but knowing that you'll have to pick the other person? (laughs) It's always Jean Grey, unless it's Scarlet Witch. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. No, that's not true. She's, Jean's, I don't know. It's too, she's too soft, I think is what it is. She's got that internal struggle that the Scarlet Witch doesn't have, I think. (laughs) Yeah, because Scarlet Witch doesn't care. No. And sometimes you just need that. That edge. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, now that you've made me think real hard about that, did not appreciate that. Um. So before I get on to the main book, I guess. Um, Is there I, there's a main book? The main book that I read. Oh. Um. I caught up on Rorschach, and I just have to say, Tom King is really killing it on that book. And it's like one of the best sort of detective-y things I've read in a real long time. It's good Tom King can make a detective book that's really good, because <laughs> it's been a long time. The last one was a lot of reading, because it was letters back and forth between... You've read... I haven't read 
the last two. I've read up to four. Right. So there was the girl who was the cowboy, dressed mm-hmm. as the cowboy, and and the writer that she had. And so it was their letters back and forth to each other. <laughs> it was interesting, but man, was I got to the end of the book and I was like, oh God, I hope the next one's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I've said it before. I love when I get more bang for my buck when there's a lot of written words to really yeah. develop things. But I, I hear you. You don't want Sometimes, all of them like yes. that. Yeah. I, did, I bought a comic book, not a book. <laughs> right. Right. I own books. Yeah. I read them. They're different. <laughs> um, so I finally read Ber- Berserker. 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 I'm so mad because, again, last week, I think when it came out, we both forgot it came out. Yeah. And I told myself, I swear to God, I was going to read it. And I forgot again. So, written by Keanu Reeves. And Matt Kint and John Byron Garney. I'm, I don't know what I was expecting out of this book, I think. I guess when you think of the word berserker, right, you think of Wolverine and then you just think of his crazy attacks. Mm-hmm. So I guess I should have been prepared for the level of violence that is in this book. But it is super, super violent. Okay, that sounds great. I... <laughs> There's, it opens up with him. He's clearly having a conversation with somebody throughout the book while there's action going on, So, but they're two different. You know, they do that in movies. They'll do, like, the voiceovers that'll kind of be yeah. recapping what's happening on the screen. Kind of like when you talk to a psychiatrist. It very much had that sort of feel to it. Um and while that's happening, he's in the middle of this mission. He works for some government organization, maybe Black Ops, I don't know. But he is just punching his fist through people's skulls. Like, through the skull. Like, the, like hand the brain fist, like, goes through. Explodes out of the back of the head. Ow. Eyes are popping out. He's ripping hearts out of chests. And it's all there for you to see. Is he, like, super... <laughs> Powerful? He has, so his eyes are glowing, and he's very old, you find out. Like... With the glowing eyes. 80,000 years old, or some something like that. So, not only is he very old, but he obviously has some sort of power that not only makes him immortal, but makes him super powerful. And he's using that, for some reason, with this organization. And... I don't know why, I guess, is one of the parts of the that, of the story that I need to figure out. Is why is he working for this organization killing people? If he's been around for that long, right? Because they killed his dog. You know, maybe. There is, at the beginning of this book, there's um, a lovely little panel of him sitting in the rain. Oh. And it totally <laughs> kind of gives you sad Keanu vibes, for sure. And the guy looks... Like Keanu Reeves, a little bit. Like if Keanu Reeves was older and like lived 80,000 years, he might look like this. <laughs> but not so much that, um, you know, it, it. when you read it, you're like, oh, that's totally Keanu Reeves on the page. So, so really, I mean, most of this was just showing you how ultra violent he is and strong he is and how immortal he is. And he's talking to this lady throughout about how he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to die, right? He's lived 80,000 years. It's not that he wants to die. It's that he wants to be able to die. Hmm. So he, he possibly is helping them because they're looking in a way to make him mortal. And That's an why, interesting like trope. After, yeah, after that long... I guess maybe after 80,000 years, you're like, all right, you know, the option would be good. (laughs) 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 But I don't, I don't know. I think that if I've stuck it in 80,000 years, like why not go another 80? I I don't think though you'd fathom like how bored you might get. I mean, you imagine how, like, he doesn't seem... I mean, they haven't gotten into any personal life or anything, but he doesn't seem, like, overly wealthy. See, that's another thing, too. Depending on where you're at, because if you're at the bottom, like, being stuck 
miserable yeah. for 80,000 years is like hell. Right. But he has God powers. How could you be miserable with that's, God powers, I mean, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> if anything, you would have been able to build a lot of wealth True. back when everyone was just killing each other for power. He missed out on Bitcoin, though, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was not expect—I was not expecting it to be like with Keanu Reeves attached to it. Like he's an action star, but his action movies have always been kind of uh, thought-provoking. N- no, uh, mindless provoking. Then <laughs> I mean, that's the they're they're more about like the fighting and the stylization of the film than it is about just like gore porn. Um, like some action movies are. The Jason Statham films can get okay. a little yeah. extreme like that. Um, no, that is true cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't, I was thinking that it was going to be probably more like uh, John Wick than, this is like John Wick if John Wick had superpowers okay. and like just a, able to live forever and didn't care who he punched holes through. All the way through. He ripped somebody's spine out of their body and then stabbed somebody else with it. He punched the lower jaw of somebody right off their face. (laughs) He stepped on someone's heads and their eyes exploded out of their head. It was crazy. (laughs) It was really crazy. So I enjoyed it, of course. And I would totally read the next ones. I don't know. I think it's a limited run. Do you remember? How long, how many issues this is supposed to be? I can't imagine. I don't remember. Keanu Reeves wants to write like a long-term comic book, right? (laughs) He's going to go for 80,000 years. (laughs) He's got other things to do. But, so you should totally read it. It's from Boom, which is also, I don't know that I've ever seen so gory from Boom. Even their adult stuff is usually not super gory. But, check it out. Read it, Tony. You have to read it. Well, I was planning on it. I'm glad you brought it back up because I honestly would have probably gone until issue two to be like, oh, shit, I forgot to read issue one because it totally, yeah, totally flew by me. You're bad. Very good. That's all I got. Okay. Um, what do I have for, I don't have much news this week. I saw the I watched the Falcon and 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 Winter Soldier trailer and that wasn't really anything extra to the what we know we're getting. Um, I saw that uh, Marvel's selling not they're not reprinting but digital and everything. There's a lot more people that are looking for old Scarlet Witch and Vision comics. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. That is something they thought of when they're making these, but obviously they're looking at the broader cinemascope, if that's the correct term, or MCU. Mm-hmm. But obviously having that correlation of, oh yeah, people are also going to want to know more about their backstories, so people are looking into that. Yeah. I know my kid got real interested in reading the Vision comics after this, and he actually... For a kid that was raised by a couple of people who really enjoy comic books, does not read a lot of comic books. So that was exciting. Other big thing from there, too, is the Darkhold and people trying to understand what that is. And all in all, WandaVision just love it. Have you been reading the the Dynamite books? No. That um, zombie... I know what you're doing. talking about, uh, but no, I haven't. Apparently, they did a couple covers of one of their issues in like a Dr. Seuss sort of style, and they're offensive enough that the maker has pulled all of the covers, all of those alternate covers, and is destroying them because they're. I don't know if it's because the Seuss brand threatened to sue them or because they are just offensive in nature. But if you bought one, put it in some plastic because it's going to be worth some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really only have two other things. Like like I said, very, very short and sweet this week. That's why 
kind of quick reviewed a couple more uh, comic books. Yeah. Uh, this one really bugs me, but I guess I'll just say it anyways. Like, so Avatar is now the all-time reigning box office record holder again after having it played again in some theaters somewhere. Yeah. That and, movie is just not even that good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... The, visually, yes. watching the 3D... Holy shit, that was... Of course, the, that's why like, it got where it was. Yeah, but that people are still clamoring to see it. I just don't. But, again, this is a re-release, and it's... It, it got an extra 8.9 million worldwide... Um, bumping it up just to edge out Avengers Endgame. Um, w- there's a kind of cool thing that uh, um, the Russo brothers put up and obviously came from Disney of Thanos snapping and the Avengers logo like mm-hmm. turning to dust and Avatar being behind it. It's actually kind of a cool image, to tell you the truth. However, all, all it takes is... Disney saying, okay, and I guess Disney owns both of them anyway, so they really don't give a shit. They're <laughs> they're gonna yes, I mean if anything they're gonna start a a, a war between these two movies. Yeah, just to have and they're they're gonna go benefit out. either way. But I don't <laughs> like this again. I I do truly love what I love the most: comic books having this all time reigning thing. Mm-hmm. But all it takes is like a, an extra weekend of like Marvel's Avenger and people they go just to say they want Avatar to be it needs to stop like you need to just stop this yeah. like re-releases shouldn't count it should be the theatrical release mm-hmm. of course then no because even then I think Avengers still won because I was going to say because then when you look at Gone with the Wind that was in theaters for Ten plus years. Oh my god! And... Titanic was in theaters for like two years straight. Yeah, but again, shows you the amount of money that fucking Endgame pulled yeah. in, which was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, so, a, lot a lot. There's that, and it was good. Whereas Avatar was dumb. Visually, it was fine. <laughs> Story wise, it was so stupid. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else? No, I right. don't. Last thing I have, which I, I just find it funny, so I kind of want to mention it. So, um, there's a, a YouTuber, um, Wolf Den, uh, who just posted that he uploaded the entirety of Tenant onto five Game Boy uh, Advance cartridges. Mm-hmm. I just find that kind of incredible that. He was able to hack those to make oh, it. Oh, I'm like, where is this going? Is he going to watch it on his Game Boy? Yeah. Yeah. On his, uh, yep, on his Game Boy Advance. So he uh, talks about how the movie is two hours and 30 minutes, and each cartridge can hold 30 minutes worth of it. So five cartridges, mm-hmm. you pop it in, it starts playing. Does the Game Boy Advance have a decent screen? It has a colored screen. Decent? I mean at the time like but it's not gonna look oh no it's not gonna look like good anything good yeah i mean it'll look i mean it's a fucking small screen too like i don't know how yeah, yeah those pixels won't yeah it it'll won't be, be weird but why because it's the ingenuity of it all i mean it's really going backwards in technology <laughs> And that's the point of tenants going I, backwards. I guess, uh, yeah. Nope. I see that now. Did you not get that? I see that now. No, I didn't get it at first. I just thought the guy was wa- wasting his time. But hey, man, <laughs> if he's getting YouTube hits off that, then good for him. Yeah. Uh, booze in a book. I guess I realized I didn't pick up a booze, so <laughs> I picked the book though because I thought it was quite astounding and. Even though we'll come up with the booze on the spot. Yeah. 
And even though Booze in the Book isn't always about an astounding book, it usually sometimes is just the beer we drank that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one in particular, I really loved. It's from Image. Uh, it's Carmen Number One. Now this is adapted from a graphic novel, a European graphic novel, um, into a limited series. I want to say it's six issues and translated. So I don't know what if it was French originally. Um, but uh, Julian March, G U I L L E M. How would you? G U I L L E M. Yeah. Gulim, Julian March. It might be Julian. Yeah, he's done some uh, Batman books before, as well as some other things. When I looked him up, but uh, ultimately, this is about a uh, guardian angel. Okay. And it starts off. It's uh, you can you can tell that it's it made it's a different feeling. But again, it's an image book, so I just figured this was American, you know, just the style of it. But when I found out it was adapted and just translated, okay, made more sense. Uh, without giving too much away, there's just some scenes within this that just feel so real, and this. This guardian angel, Carmen, who comes in, uh, I want to say she feels like death from Sandman. So if people know that very charismatic, uh, friendly face of death, and obviously she's not death. She's a guardian angel. However, she's in a uh, skeleton type outfit. Mm-hmm. So you know how you'd have the, the bones, but you're the outline black, like it's a black t-shirt. Yeah. So you're seeing this person with this, like, pinkish hair, you know, going through this house and first, it seems like interacting with people, but then you realize she's not really talking to them until she's talking to the woman that has her arm cut on the toilet and, you know, helps bandage it and everything and starts talking, does a little, like, it feels really surreal in a really... It's just really, I don't want to say epic, empathetic, I guess, way. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that this person was coming to save this girl until later on when she says, you know, kind of follow me after she asked to take a shit on the toilet. <laughs> and again, there's some humor. It's just it's a person that's obviously helping this person to the other side because when they leave the room, they see the body of this woman who Uh, cut her wrist in the bathtub still and that's when I'm like oh so she is dead and then kind of seeing you know going through the apartment complex and just explaining who she is and without giving too much away though it I, I feel this story might go in a darker turn as well when this um girl is kind of flying now in her naked body uh mm-hmm. obviously on our way to to get to heaven mm-hmm. um probably not hell while carmen said that she needs to go do something so have fun enjoy while it lasts and that's kind of like that little ominous you know Ugh. you know you don't know how much time you have you know to explore i was like okay i'm i'm pulled in already by just how interesting this is why this angel has this weird skeleton outfit it it just everything to me was just great so definitely pick it up and with that Linz, you're supposed to be thinking of a, a good booze to to pair with yep. this yep um i am thinking of that bourbon that's the because you know it in bourbon they have the the angels they have the bourbon for the angels, and then they have the devil's cut. Do you know what I'm talking about? So, like, the vapor that they capture is the bourbon for the angels. And then the bottom of it, the really strong stuff, is the devil's cut. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that what they call it, or are you talking about a specific brand? No, I think that's what they call those two things. But there is a specific bourbon that's called Angel's Envy that I can't remember who the maker is. It might be, um, who's the big Kentucky? Evan Williams? Maybe. It might be Evan Williams. It could be Jack Daniels. I don't really know. That's Tennessee. Um, That's the only thing I could think of off the top of my head. 
I mean, there's all kinds of drinks called the fallen, but I don't know if she's a fallen angel. Doesn't sound like no, it. No, she seems like she's a right. real angel. Well, I guess we'll we'll pair it with that because why not? Just bourbon. I mean, is always a good decision. Yeah, right. We, we pair that a lot <laughs> with things, but that works here. So here's one called the Dark Angel. It's Angels Envy Bourbon. One part white chocolate liqueur and one part dark chocolate liqueur. Oh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> sounds chocolatey. Yeah, I know. It sounds super yummy, like adult chocolate milk. Yeah, I have to go home and make this. So there and then you go. Go home and read this as well because it was very, very good. I also pulled up uh, how to pronounce that guy's name because you know they have those videos, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it on YouTube because I was very. The following pronunciation is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. What? That's a thing. <laughs> we need that. I need that. Guillem. 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 Which makes sense because Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Guillem, right? Now we know. We've corrected ourselves. Go us. <laughs> First for everything. Uh, and with that, stay thirsty for the second thing from us. <laughs> They're never getting that. 